Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of Ice Flame and another Star Wars adventure. And we got a good one for you today. We're going to talk about our Andor show theme for the month of August here. And we're going to continue on that vector. And with that said, we got an Imperial today that we're going to talk about. I'm pretty sure I gave a hint about that last week. And so we got an Imperial officer that we're going to talk about. And um, you guys may already have a no, have a thought of who that might be, but we'll see. And we're going to talk about him today and dive into that, dive into his his how he's related to Andor and all that, and just fun fun conversation. And so we are going to dive into that. Uh, before we do, as always, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on Ike's, at Ike's Flame on Instagram and <clears throat> Snake Connected to what we got going on with our podcast and all that good stuff and it will be a uh it's just good to be able to be able to communicate with you guys interact with you guys and to know who's all listening who who is out there listening um i love to hear from y'all as well and so today our character is going to be the director krennic so we're going to talk about orson colin krennic Orson Krennic, Collins, his middle name, and it's not Colin, it's Colin, so C-A-L-L-A-N, Colin, Orson Colin Krennic, um, or, or aka Director Krennic, is who we are going to talk about today, and Dir- Director Krennic is a human male from Lexrol, the planet of Lexrol, I'm not really sure where that is, or if that has much significance, but that is where he is from, he was born uh, 55 BBY and died at zero BBY on Scarif, which we'll talk about here after a while. In which we, if you are familiar with Rogue One, will be is a um, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so that is the basics of who Director Krennic is, and we'll dive into more of his backstory here in a minute. But also, as we always do, I want to look at some of his appearances, and so. Where do we know Director Krennic from? Um, so, Director Krennic, he's in some books. Um, he's in Catalyst, um, a Rogue One novel. Uh, he is in Rogue One, as we know, um, in the novelization, in the, um, in the movie, and all that good stuff. He is mentioned in a couple... Rebels episodes, he's not actually in them, but he's mentioned in them. And then he's mentioned in some Aftermath books, which we talked about a little bit last week. And then the other place he's mentioned, he's in mentioned in, or he's actually in uh, Thrawn Treason, which is the, which that book is in the uh, first, well, let me say this right, the first canon trilogy of Thrawn so um there's there's three three trilogies to Thrawn one the very first one that was written is considered legends now the second one which is what Thrawn is the book Thrawn Treason is in is the first canon one and then now there is another Thrawn series as well but um that's a trilogy so 
which I'm actually just finishing up right here. So, um, but it, which is good stuff. So, um, but yeah, so that's the other area that we find director Krennic as well. So most of his story, there's some comics as well. Most of his story that we know is from Rogue One. So we'll talk a lot about Rogue One today. We'll talk about a little bit of his backstory and uh, that sort of thing as well. And But first, I want to start off with, like I said, his backstory. Where did Director Krennic come from? How did he end up becoming an Imperial officer? And this is actually a story that we heard a lot. Um, he is... As I was doing a little bit of research and learn a little bit more here, I would correlate Director Kernick to a um, kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin um, in his story and how he comes to power, comes to significance in the Empire and all that. He is a, um, I don't know what you want to say. It, I mean, is he director or, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's like a tier A um, an important significance in his power within the Empire, and or uh, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin, and then Director Kernick is probably like Tier B. Um, he's that he's that level down, but he has a very similar parallel story to what Grand Moff Tarkin's is, and has some interaction with Grand Moff Tarkin as we know. But with that said, so his backstory, so he is actually he gets his like what do you want to call it his. Um, army, his war experience. Uh, he is actually a lieutenant commander in the Galactic Republic and the, during the Clone Wars. And so he is on the Galactic Republic side. During the Clone Wars, he is fighting the Separatists. Um, as far as I know, we don't really have, a, like, we know he did this, but we don't really have a whole lot of, like, he's not in... Star Wars, Clone Wars TV show, like Grand Moff Tarkin is. He's not in any of that. Um, he, there was, uh, Dave Filoni decided not to bring him in, actually see him. We, he's mentioned in the Rebels TV show, but Dave Filoni uh, meant, decided not to actually bring him all the way into that show. It was talked about, though, at one point. Um, so he's a lieutenant commander um, of the Galactic Republic and then ends up becoming um, a Imperial officer, um, Director Krennic, uh, in the Empire. And so that is kind of who he is. And, um, excuse me. Um, and so he kind of makes that transition as a lot of Galactic Republic officers do, a lot of Galactic Republic naval officers and things of that sort. A lot of them make that transition from being from the Galactic Republic to the Imperial, which we talked about um, last week a little bit with Mon Mothma, is she went from being a Galactic Center to, to Imperial Center. So just this natural transition that we see a lot um, when the uh, when Order 66 happens and all that transition happens, we get a shift um, from Galactic Republic to Imperial. And so... He makes his transition, which is probably just a natural transition that he makes. And with that, he becomes very involved and responsible for, as you know, the Death Star. Um, he is responsible for a lot of the construction and supervision of the Death Star uh, being built. And the other big thing, and 
is that he's responsible for the security of the Death Star. So for the Death Star not being known. So there was a very... Um, in the Tarkin uh, book, they talk a lot about this, but there is a very select group, like the Empire Emperor, um, awesome, uh, Masamende, uh, um, Grand Moff Tarkin, Director Krennic, Galen Erso, and there's a few others, um, but those are probably ones you would know that know what is going on with the Death Star, know what is being built, and that sort of thing. So, like, even some of the Imperial troops that are at that, and engineers, they know, like, they know this is some sort of secret weapon, they know, or some sort of secret project of the Empire, but they don't even know exactly what they're working on, what they're protecting, uh, and that sort of thing. So, a big role that Director Kerner plays is, one, helping to develop the Death Star, but also helping to... Uh, excuse me, helping to keep the Death Star secret for uh, until the Death Star is ready, and so it, it, and that's part of the reason. And as like we talk about in Rogue, as in Rogue One, that the um, the Rebel, Rebel Alliance they don't exactly know what the Empire is building. There gets leaks, and that's why the uh, Bodhi Rook, the Imperial pilot, is sent because. They don't to let the rebels know what is actually going on. Is they don't know all that is happening. Um, it's held in secret. And actually, from I think, from, if I remember right, that this was all actually being created in, um, around the in the Genosian sector um, of the galaxy. And so, like that's kind of where it was hidden at, where it was taking place, where it was being built, is close to Geonosis and um, Geonosian. Uh, territory in that sector uh so that that's kind of like what director krennic did who he was a little bit as well and um he and as i mentioned grand moff tarkin here a couple times is so director krennic's actually a very i mean they're both in the empire but a strong rival longtime rival of grand moff tarkin um i wonder if this goes back all the way to his Galactic Republic days as well. But we do see in the Empire in Rogue One that there's this tension with the Death Star between the <clears throat> between Grand Moff Tarkin and between that uh, and Director Koenig over the Death Star and all that. And he so it's just interesting um, uh, at, at that that type of thing. So um, so the other thing that I want to mention here is uh, Galen Erso as well. Galen Erso is uh, the um, Imperial science officer who helped Krennic work on the Death Star and all this stuff. And he, so they actually met in during the Galactic Republic and became good friends. And the Galactic, part of the reason that he, Erso ends up getting worked on the Death Star is during the Galactic Republic, Erso is. But his focus is on kyber crystal research, which ends up being what powers the Death Star. But uh, so that is why why that is there, why he's put into that position. But um, uh, he is uh, Galen Erso is in the Republic Corps of Engineers, and um, which led him to his focus on kyber crystal research and all of that. Um, and he 
was uh so yeah and so the he galen or um, not gail well yeah galen Erso meets director krennic through this and they became um friend became friends and longtime uh co-workers and uh, worked together in that and so that's probably part of the reason that with this relationship with director krennic gets put over um overseeing the death star that gala he invites galen to come in and he knows galen is very uh galen is adequately ready to do this he is prepared he is of anyone that director krennic knows galen is the guy you're gonna go to if you're like hey we want to figure out and create this super weapon that is going to be devastating that is going to be um ready to do all the things that um that that desired and that sort of thing and so um that is kind of where galen or so comes into this thing they're old friends um and in rogue one we see this separation this difference that um at one point galen left because he saw the evil of the empire and galen d- goes and does his own thing uh, galen it becomes a moisture i think is a moisture farmer and I want to be moisture farming, some sort of farming um, that we see in Rogue One. And Director Kernick comes to take him uh, and bring him back to the Empire to help finish the construction of the Death Star. And we kind of know how that goes. But in Galen's ultimately the downfall um, of Director Kernick and how the rebel fi- rebels find out how. Uh, Jin comes into play and all of this. And so it's a friendship gone sour that's forced back together. And they have two different missions. Um, one in there, one, Galen hides it from Director Kernick, and that becomes his downfall. And so that is kind of, that's just, um, yeah, good for you guys kind of know. Um, and some of this actual, like, um, some of this work on the Death Star actually started pre-order 66. So some of these plans we actually see in, I believe it's Clone Wars, or uh, Attack of the Clones, Episode 2, we see a, um, I don't know what, a hollow image of the Death Star. And so some of this actually started on Geonosis way before um, and that sort of thing. And the other thing that I want to mention with Galen, Galen or, or not Galen, I'm getting Galen and Director Kernick confused. Director Kernick is, Kernick is that uh, he has uh, Death Troopers, which is kind of where we see Death Troopers for the first time, which Death Troopers are just cool. <laughs> they're fun. Um, they're very cool Star Wars characters. And so that's all I really want to mention about that. But uh, just so you guys, uh, but yeah, Death Troopers are a part of that. Um, and so we're going to take a break and we will be back real quick with our second half of uh, Director Kernick today. So we'll be right back with you. Hello, hello. We are back. We are ready for the second half, and we're going to start with this idea of 
finding Galen Erso, and we talked about this a little bit already, but Director Kernick goes and finds Galen. And with that said, um, I the one thing that Director Kernick says to Galen uh, is that they were this close to bringing peace to the galaxy and that he needs Galen to come back to help do that and uh, that sort of thing. And so when that happens, Galen comes back. Galen's kind of forced to come back, but he comes back. He works to create a flaw in the Death Star, as we know, and we find out in Rogue One and that sort of thing. And so with all that happening, the other thing I want to mention to you guys is and if you guys watch Star Wars Rebels, you'll know what I'm referencing to as well. I think this is brought up in the Tarkin novel as well. But um, there was kind of a competition between Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, you had Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, Director Koenig on one side, and then you had Thrawn on the Grand Admiral Thrawn on the other side. And uh, Grand Moff Thrawn had what is called the TIE Defender Project, which was an elite group of TIE fighters that were um, much much more advanced than what we know as a normal TIE fighter and all this. And so they had this, uh, and we see all, a lot of this in Rebels, but uh, that they were trying to figure out what to fund, and the Emperor is trying to figure out, hey, what should we fund? What should we, what is most beneficial? And so there's this contention. We do end up seeing that, um, they go with the Death Star. The Death Star is what is fully funded, what is brought to fruition, um, and that sort of thing, as we know. But that is part of that as well. So there was a little bit of a fight for the Death Star, this super weapon type of type of project that they were working on. That they had to convince the Emperor that this is what they wanted. This was what was best, and to keep that going. And so, but to be in rival with Ron. That's a, that's a not necessarily a small order. That's a tall task, and it says something, I think, of Director Koenig and Grand Moff Tarkin that they stood up to that and they got the Death Star plans. They got that all put together, and so um, we see this. And the one one area I want to bring up specifically. So after the Death Star created, that's the Grand Moff Tarkin wants a test run, um, and Grand Moff Tarkin wants. Uh, tells them to destroy, tells Galen or Director Krennic to destroy Jeddah City, and we see this in Rogue One. And at this time, or Grand Moff Tarkin, I don't think is all that confident that the Death Star is going to do what they claim it's going to do, but it did. It lived up to what Director Krennic believed it could. It, I think, it passed Grand Moff Tarkin's expectations, and at this point, they, uh, it's seen as like, hey, this is really powerful. This is awesome. This is um, what is like that sort of thing. And at this point, Director Koenig is still kind of the main overseer in all this. Grandmark Tarkin's had his fingers in it. and But at this point, Grandmark Tarkin takes control of the Death Star, um, which makes Director Koenig extremely mad, um, extremely upset, which... I kind of would understand in some ways because he's the one that spent all this time on it. But he, Director Koenig is kind of pushed out of the way, pushed out by his rival, pushed out of what he thinks is his right to command the Death Star to have 
control over the Death Star to be the main Imperial officer that runs the Death Star. But Grand Moff Tarkin steps in, pushes him out of the way. Emperor doesn't seem to care. Um, and we also see that Darth Vader doesn't seem to care that much either when they talk about uh, in the scene in Rogue One where he talks about, tells Director Koenig not to choke on his aspirations. And so there's this like idea that Grand Moff Tarkin kind of always had this idea that he was going to take control of the Death Star once the it was being completed and all this. And so and from this point forward, Director Koenig's life kind of spins completely out of control. So then this is when the Imperial pilot comes into play with Bodhi, who's Bodhi Rook, who reports to the Rebellion with Jin. And um, this is when they bring all this back. We have the crisis on... Yadu, um, where uh, there's the rebel bombing and uh, Galen Erso is killed. The um, director Koenig is kind of put in the highlight spot and not a good highlight spot um, due to all this. And the director Koenig actually goes to Scarif. Um, and this is when the battle of Scarif is kind of brought into play. And, but he goes to Scarif to find the records and to make sure no, it's not compromised, to make sure he keeps the Death Star records safe um, and all this. And so at this time, this is when the Rebels attack. The Rogue One, squad go, Rogue One Squadron goes, attacks, and captures the Death Star plans. And Director Koenig is in the middle of that, getting it stopped. Um, he is in the middle of stopping the rebels he fights firsthand with cassian and jen as they are climbing the um, information tower to send the signal out and all that and um also with Bodhi rook is there helping the imperial pilot and all all this type of stuff and so this is where we see that and um i think there's a line in here where director Koenig says you'll never win and all this and which is i mean kind of where Director Koenig, and this is where he dies. This is where Director Koenig dies. He dies on Scarif when the Death Star blows up Scarif, um, blows up all of it, just kind of trying to get rid of the um, plans, get rid of the chance the Rebels are going to get it, but they do, um, which then leads us into A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie. And ta-da! No, um, we're not done for the day. But um, I think a lot of this, as we talk about this, we get this idea that um, or I, I find it interesting that like director Koenig gave his life almost unwillingly to the empire. I would almost say the director Koenig gave his life in the lust of power in the, in the desire and the um, chase of wanting more power. He was put down by grand Mark Tarkin. He was put down by Darth Vader and the emperor and different times he is doesn't feel like he's getting his fair share he's doing the work he doesn't but he's not getting his recognition that he should get in a lot of ways i think he may be right he is um kind of justified in his frustration i think i mentioned that earlier but he is trying to prove himself i think director koenig spends his life trying to prove himself and eventually just finds himself in trouble finds himself in a place where he is on the losing end no matter what he does. And 
uh, that sort of thing. And so it just, I think, like, this lust for power, this uh, desire to move up an empire but never really being able to is what drives him and it has it never comes to fruition and he ends up dying trying to do that in essence uh, but it's just interesting what like his legacy is the death star his legacy is this idea of helping the um helping the empire be powerful but he can never actually get there and uh which is interesting and he is kind of left for uh left for dead in a lot of ways um so because right after he died the death star plans were stolen um and uh that gave the rebels a chance that this power super weapon wouldn't end the rebellion and not allow them to have any um thing against the empire to go against and so um so this is kind of what we know and this is what we see and this is how the what what we know and so director Kernick is kind of a sad story honestly he is sad in the sense that um He never finds pride in his accomplishments because nobody recognizes him. He never fully gets to where he wants to be. He spends his whole life chasing, um, his whole life not being respected and uh, that sort of thing. And he wants to have his name attached to this idea that he controls the ultimate power in the galaxy. And as they say in A New Hope and things. And all that and so it's just interesting to note that but with that said we're going to jump to our next segment and our next segment is where are we going to see director Koenig um I don't think director Koenig is actually casted or anything for Andor I don't know if we'll see him um it'd be kind of fun if we did um but I don't yeah so I don't know if we'd see him um I think it'd be interesting I don't I mean there's not really any shows I think that would give this a shot or a chance or right now that they have planned, but even just seeing like some more, I mean, cause this is like Clone Wars material would be, but I feel like, but like seeing director Krennic during the Clone Wars, knowing what his life was like. I mean, was he a rival to Tarkin prior to order 66? Like, has he rivaled Tarkin his whole career? Um, whether that was Galactic Republic or Imperial. Uh, and so, like, that would be interesting, I think, to dive into a little bit as well as, like, what what's that look like? How does that take shape? How does that uh, play out and that sort of thing? So I think, like, the Clone Wars aspect of it, I would love to see more backstory on that um, as well. And I don't, I mean, yeah, like I said, Andor show, I guess if they did a season two of Kenobi, there's always a chance he could come up in something like that. Um, but I don't think there would be, um, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if there's some sort of interaction between Cassian and, uh, director Koenig and the Clone War era, uh, where like Cassian's in the Separatist and, uh, director Koenig is in 
the Republic and they fight against each other or have some sort of um, interaction there. Um, I don't know if that would be the case, but it'd be kind of cool. Um, like I said, I don't know if we could get a flashback as well um, or anything of that nature. And like I said, a little bit of it just depends on what Andor ends up covering. Like I said, I don't think uh, Director Koenig is casted for Andor, but he does play a significant role in how Cassian dies and what Cassian is doing and what leads to Cassian uh, being able to help capture the Death Star plans and uh, all that as well. So I don't know where, if there's anything else, if you guys know know of anything or can think of anything where we may see Director Koenig, uh, let me know. I think it'd be a lot of fun to know a little bit more about his story, know a little bit more uh, about where he came from and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, it would, uh, but yeah, I don't know right now if they have anything lined up to do that. Uh, if there's any way they could uh, bring that into that um, and that sort of thing, but we'll see. And another thing I want to mention, I think would be interesting is if director, because we know, and I talked about this a little bit in when we did a Tarkin episode a few months ago, but how Tarkin and Anakin knew each other um, so before in during the Galactic Republic, and also how they Tarkin had an idea of that Darth Vader was Anakin during the Empire Imperial reign. So I'd be interested to see if Director Krennic knew any of that or not. I mean, I'm assuming Darth Vader knew who Director Krennic was, um, and that kind of gave him some extra spite when he said, "Don't choke on your observations." Um, but, and all that. And so it's just interesting, um, that like, I wonder if director Koenig knew that, um, and it would also be interesting to see what director Koenig's thoughts on this idea that Darth Vader's son was the one that blew up the Death Star, um, and all that connection as well. So I don't know what, I don't know what that would look like. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any other thoughts on that, let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you guys can follow me on Ike's Flame, DM me, um, all that good stuff. Love to hear from you. Um, as well and so that today's gonna be a little shorter episode um but that's what i got for you today director Koenig hopefully this is getting you a little more excited for andor and like we said last week september 21st that date got pushed back a couple weeks ago but september 21st for the release date of andor and things of that nature but um thanks for joining me on another star wars adventure and as we always like to say here on ike slime light the fire have a great week